0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with Matt, the mortgage guy, his Wednesday expert. How you doing, sir?
1: Great, Mike. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well, Matt. Hey, something I wanted to ask you about, because something I've been very public about the last six months is I've gone back to my commercial properties and accessed what I call dead money. Some people call stuck equity, whatever you want to call it. And for the reason of having dry powder ready for the future, I'm curious when you are working with obviously residential uh, owner occupants is, are these conversations something you have or, or do people think about that or what's going on? Yeah, people definitely
1: do. And I think that, you know, uh, kudos to the one rental at a time community. I think the the one rental time community, you know, real estate investors, folks who are thinking about it, in my opinion, are playing more offense. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and sometimes I think about it in offenses and defense. You know, if you're, you know, super averse to any risk and you just want to sit still and hope that, you know, you can maintain on $3,300 a month in your retirement, then, you know, that's maybe a Dave Ramsey-esque type, but I don't necessarily subscribe to, right? Um, But there's plenty of people that are realizing, hey, you know, this largest asset that I have, you know, most folks might have a half a million dollars in equity in their home. That's their biggest like asset and investment anywhere, right? Yeah. And if it's sitting still doing nothing, the problem is, is a lot of people have been taught, you know, pay that mortgage off. Things have changed. Yeah. When you when it's a 3% interest rate or or three and a half, you know, we're we're still sub four, like the the conversation should change. And it shouldn't just always be pay it off by any means necessary. Cause at 10%, 8%, 6% and three it's, and it's a half percent, it's a different conversation. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's certainly something that I'm assisting people with, you know, anybody who's on the other side that says, oh, that's risky, you know, uh, people have to be careful. I agree with that, but realize that with lending things in place to where you're gonna be limited to 80% on your primary or 75% on an investment property, you're not gonna get in some over levered position where you owe 105% of what the house is worth.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's there's so much in that. First and foremost, when I was kind of trying to build our wealth 20 years ago, right? Any debt that I had that was over 8%, I tried to pay off. And again, I mean, people don't realize this, my first loan was like seven and three eighths. I thought that was a great rate. Um, but now I just, I just locked in a 3.99 refi in an office building. I'm like, so happy, right? Because I can use that money elsewhere. And the, the whole idea, again, is my opinion only. I think we have negative rates. I think we've had negative rates for quite a while, right? And it's very simple math. You take an inflation rate of seven and you take a 30-year a, you know, owner rocket, three and a half. That's a negative three and a half percent. We have negative rates. Stop talking about rates going negative. We have them right now, so my idea is to borrow at negative rates and then either be ready for opportunities to come because I've been investing for 20 years. I know the consumer. The next recession is going to be bad. There would be people that are over leveraged and decide to sell because they have to because they have that locked up equity. I'm just going to be I'm just going to be ready to uh, deploy it. But the whole idea is you have to take action early. If I was going to keep my uh, offices um, with the debt structure I had and then try to access it in a recession. I've had banks tell me no before, right. To basically it's not now. So, right. Yeah. When everything
1: was, was, was rock bottom prices in 2011, 2012, I remember, you know, I I was running a small business. I wasn't even in mortgage yet. I talked to a buddy of mine and I said, man, how do I, how do I buy that house across the street? It's only 180, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I, like that. Yeah. I, I, I was making a, a bunch of money that wasn't necessarily on paper. And my buddy's <laughs> like, my buddy's like, you got no chance. Like there's not like the, the hot you know, somebody, somebody like yous was, was probably five X more qualified than I was. You had trouble getting financing, yeah. right? So you're, oh, you're yeah. exactly right. And a conversation I have with people a lot too, on that same subject is, you know, you've got this equity that you want to access and people are saying, well, I don't know if I want to take it now. Um, if I don't use it, it's just sitting there. What is the what is the dead equity doing? Yeah. Right now, right? <laughs> it's it's losing against inflation also, right? Mm-hmm. And so um there's there's home equity lines of credit and there's cash out refinance, there's different ways to get the equity out of your house. Mm-hmm. The things you want to think about is with the home equity line, you might be adjustable, which is risky. Yeah. You might be subject to them saying Oh, nope. by the way, this is closed as of tomorrow. Yep. Um, and and so, you know, to truly have it ready to deploy, like I can't tell you how many people, there's, you know, a hundred that I've done where, um, you know, somebody from the outside looking in might be surprised. They'll be like, that guy's got 600 grand in the bank and he just pulled 400 grand out, the cash out refinance. He doesn't need it, right? But he's the guy that's going to have a million dollars in cash when just opportunity arises.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I just, I'm always transparent, right? So what I'm doing is I borrowed a bunch of money from free and clear assets. I'm willing to sit on it for two years. I'm willing to have inflation eat at it for two years. If I don't find any deals to deploy it, I'll simply write a check and pay it off, right? I don't buy toys. I don't buy cars. I don't buy stupid things. I have discipline to just, I will let the money sit there and pretend it doesn't exist unless I find a deal. Have that discipline. Don't buy toys.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's funny. I had a YouTube comment where somebody's like, oh, everyone's taking out cash um, out of their homes and buying $120,000 Jeep Jeep Wranglers. I I have, you know, went through my brain and was thinking about the last 100 or so mortgages I wrote. I've had the conversation with folks. These folks aren't buying Jeep Wranglers. They're paying off high interest debt. They're remodeling their current home if they don't want to, you know, go out and brave the market and buy something new or they're taking that capital and reinvesting it elsewhere.
0: Perfect. Man, if somebody wanted to reach out and just see if it made sense for them, how do you want them to do that?
1: Go to greatmortgagebroker.com. Quick, simple form, where you're at, what you're looking to do. Um, if if nothing else, if you're thinking about something, talk to a mortgage broker who can just lay it out for you. Yeah. Hey, here's what it's going to look like if you pull 80000 out. Here's what the rate's going to be. Here's what the monthly payment's going to be. That's the thing that you want to think about you know, in your monthly budget. If you take out cash to deploy, no matter what you're going to do with that cash, look at my payments going from sixteen hundred to nineteen hundred. Where is that on a rental cash flow wise? And is it going to create an alligator? If it's your primary, you know, can I can I budget an extra four hundred dollars a month? If taking this capital is going to erase a le, like eleven hundred dollars in credit card debt, or this capital is going to buy an asset that's going to appreciate and kick off five hundred dollars a month cash flow, whatever it is, run the numbers, do the work.
0: Yeah, if you need any help, I strongly recommend greatmortgagebroker.com. You want somebody on your team that's going to listen and ask questions, not like some of these freaking voicemails I get saying, oh, <laughs> they're, they're damn near illegal to some of these conversations.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, and, and and if you knew, I've talked to some people that have worked in call centers, right? They've, oh. they've literally got scripts and they have trainings around how do we fool consumers? How oh. do we talk consumers into something that may not be in their best interest, but it gets us another closed deal? Not, yeah. not a good way to do business.
0: Not a long-term plan. Work with somebody like Matt, the mortgage guy and his team at greatmortgagebroker.com. Thanks, buddy.
1: Sounds good to me.